Hello and welcome to season six of the Podcast Base podcast. This season will focus on making money with your podcast. There are so many ways to monetize a podcast without a large audience or thousands of downloads. I'll tell you how I monetize mine and we'll also have guests on the show who share about their podcasting journey. So let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this brand new episode on the Podcast Babes podcast. Today I am joined by Molly McGrath and she is a podcaster, of course. She is almost 150 episodes into her podcast, Hiring and Empowering Solutions. So that is a lot of content and I know for sure that she has a lot of tips and tricks to share with us today. So Molly, welcome to the show, first of all. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for this. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. And I'm super curious of what you can tell us about your podcast or your podcast journey. But first question, can you tell us more about the podcast itself? Like, what is it all about and what do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So the podcast is called Hire and Empower. It was Hiring and Empowering, and I'm kind of going through a new rebranding to make it flow a little bit more. The name of my company is Hiring and Empowering, and my podcast is geared towards by and large, helping the employee and the employer get on the same playing field and really try to transform all the office headaches, heartaches, drama that occurred that so many entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs deal with hiring, firing, communication, all the things, the human stuff, I like to say. But do talk about the business stuff, strategy and KPIs. You know, I'm trying to bring different elements to not just how very rigid and heavy and hard about business stuff, but I'll bring in energy coaches. I'll bring in all different kinds of different coaches and healers, what have you, to really bring in the spiritual element into the transforming practice as well. Yeah, interesting. So you really cover a lot of different aspects of business, entrepreneurship, and also hiring practices, yeah. I think. And you know what I try to do is that I will try to listen to my clients, perspective clients, pay attention to the conversations going on in various Facebook groups or what have you. And I try to use the exact words that my clients or perspective clients give me for the name of my podcast. You know, one of the greatest things that my very first coach taught me is speak into the listening of the other person in a way to make a difference for them. And so I think that's something that's been helping my podcast of being successful. I just looked at my numbers this morning in preparation for this, and I'm around, I don't know if this is good or bad, 21,000 downloads in my 100 awesome. episodes, which I was excited about. But yeah, so I, I really tried to hit all different gamuts on leadership, communication, like I said. But I try to use the words that the voice of the customer from the naming convention of my podcast. I think that is a fantastic first tip that we can take away from this episode. Because if you see a question being asked in a Facebook group, then you can like relatively simple, just answer the question because you know that someone wants to know the answer. So I think that is so smart. I should probably do this more myself. (laughs) You should follow Yeah, this is definitely great advice, I think. Can we go back a little bit to when you started the podcast? I'm also curious, when was this? And also, what was the main reason for you to start a podcast? 
Yeah. So, gosh, it's so crazy when people ask that question. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just did it. I need your listeners to hear. I am not that person. I labor over everything, fear, anxiety, uncertainty, overwhelm, all that comes in. I'm like off the chart fact finder. I'm not a risk taker. I'm like, sure. Okay. Sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. However, I had friends of mine who said, oh yeah, I started a podcast. I'm like, what? Like how that sounds so overwhelming. And my recommendation is to hire a professional, someone as yourself to write the check, pay someone to support you with getting it from a place of ideation to launch. So my journey was, I found myself repeating the same question and answering the same question over and over again and getting the same question. And I would show up on these coaching calls or whatever I did with my client and just talk. And they're like, oh, dang it, I wish we recorded that. Oh my gosh, can you repeat what you just said? I'm like, no, I don't know what I just said. I just soul speak it. It just comes out of me. And so I really realized a great way to leverage my content or as I would get questions and I really didn't answer it the way I wanted to, to the client or prospective client, like I'm going to record a podcast on that. Oh, this would be a great podcast. So it's almost like when you start to think, oh, I want a new car. I really want a Mercedes or whatever it is. And all of a sudden you start to see the white Mercedes that you want everywhere you turn. It was like everywhere I turned, once it just popped in my mind that I should do a podcast. And then everything, I'm like, that'd be a great podcast episode. And to the going back to taking my clients' exact words, I would take them and open up a spreadsheet. And I just started writing podcast titles. And I just put them in the spreadsheet and put them in the spreadsheet. Well, at the end of five days, one week of this, I had over 12 episodes. Like, all right. Now I can't not do this. Yeah. So would you say that finding the content is, is very easy for you? Oh my goodness. It's the easiest thing. Easiest thing. I'll be on calls or I'll be just navigating my world in my car, hearing conversations, listening to other podcasts, and I have sticky notes everywhere. Uh, that'd be great podcasts, commercials, articles I read. I'm like, this would be a fantastic podcast. So I will take them and put them in an Excel spreadsheet. Coming up with the copy or content, I say trust your gut, trust your belly. If you hear something or you say something and you think to yourself, that's an awesome question, or that was a great conversation, or so you are talking to an existing client, prospective client, what have you, they're like, oh my gosh, I love that question, or I love how you said that. There's your podcast content. If one is interested, you can bet 100 are. Right, exactly. So easy. So what would you say was the hardest part in starting the podcast? You already mentioned that it's it's scary, right, to start something new and set this up. So hiring someone to help is probably also a way to like commit to it. You kind of have to do it, right? Once you've hired someone to do it, then you have to. But what would you say was the hardest part in starting and getting or like get the podcast going? Honestly, it was hearing my own voice stepping up to the mic. It's, you know, hiring the logistics, all that. Yes, that's easy part. When you hire a professional, they make it easier to, but there's still, for me, paralyzing fear to actually recording your first episode. I think Gary Vee talks about all the time, get the crappy version out first. 
if you look, I am not a person who is a public speaker at all. I used to public speak and go to these conferences and I would cry every time I would hear my own voice. I would get so overwhelmed. The gremlins would come in, the self-dot. Who do you think you are? You don't know what you're talking about. All of those things would come up. So I would say just coming up to the mic and actually talking. My very first podcasts were so long, over an hour. They had like no point to them. I will never go back and listen to them. And they were just so painful. So my podcaster, they made me do, she made me do three episodes solo where I just talked. And I would say I would highly recommend that before you start bringing guests on and just get that out. But the hardest part was actually hitting record and not mm -hmm, letting yeah. the gremlins and the self-doubt and my head trash get the best of me. Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think we all feel that to some level. I think for some people, maybe it is a bit worse or not as bad, but I think everyone has this fear of hitting record. And how has this changed over recording 150 episodes? Oh my God, it's my favorite thing to do. Favorite. Today alone, I'm on five podcasts, which I'm really excited about. I was sharing that with my assistant this morning. She goes, I'm looking at your calendar and this, you have an exhausting day. I'm like, this is not exhausting to me. Exhausting to me is <laughs> working on spreadsheets, but this is not exhausting. I'm not even the same person. I don't even know who I am anymore because it is my absolute favorite favorite thing to do. Whether I'm doing a solo episode, I'm being interviewed, I'm interviewing someone. I truly can come to a place where I almost, th I throw all the scripts out anymore. I just really speak, be fully, wholly present, be really super committed and grounded into making a difference for somebody else and leave my own opinion out of the conversation. It's just how can I make a difference and leave an impact, even if it's with one tip for somebody else. It's I have zero anxiety, zero fear. It is night and day and it is been, so this month is, it's been three years to almost to the day, three years in a month that I, since I hit recorded my very first episode. Wow. Awesome. So how do you think that change happened? Was it just from recording a lot and just doing the thing over and over again and it just got easier there? Or do you have any tips or tools to share for people who also kind of want to start a podcast but are afraid or just start in and they feel like they also want to be where you are now yeah I would say it's like anything else I know this sounds so rogue but practice and just mm -hmm. keep showing up and keep doing it until you can because I would have a ton of anxiety now it's my absolute favorite thing that I get to do not have to do you know my podcast editor be like my commitment was to drop one episode a week every Tuesday. She's like, oh, that's a big commitment. Are you sure? And I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. And in the beginning, she'd be constantly hounding me. I don't have a podcast. I don't have any content. I don't have any of my social media team be like, where's Tuesday's podcast? And I would get myself so completely bunched up. But the only way out is through. So it is going to be tricky. My recommendation is just keep doing it, keep doing, being deeply curious and aware it's all around your surroundings. There's no shortage of content. There's no shortage of episodes and messages, regardless of what industry you're in. Then just keep showing up and keep doing it. 
And my biggest piece of advice would be to throw out the scripts and everything of how everybody else is doing it because a confused mind says no. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, what's the strategy? How should I do this? I would listen to so many other people's podcasts where I'm like, oh, I should do it this way. Then the next week I'm like, oh, no, I should do it this way. Oh, I like how this person, and I was losing my own personality and flavor to it. I was so attached to the right way and how to be successful that I say the greatest piece of advice I give to you, if you have to even give yourself a break until you get 10 or 12 episodes under your belly, don't listen to anybody else's podcast. Like just get in tunnel vision and just record and just record and just get super curious and present with your ideal audience and what they want to hear and what you know in your belly and your intuition and the pit of your soul, what they need to hear and just keep doing it and do it. In the beginning, I was so calculated. I was so careful not to say anything. And now I'm like, all right, you guys aren't going to like what I'm going to have to say today, but somebody's got to say it. Yeah. And those are, yeah. those are the episodes yeah. that my I'll get comments where they'll come back and say, oh my God, I love that episode. Often get, do you have a camera in my office? Like, how did you know that? <laughs> and that's when you know you're hitting the right message. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm hearing is enjoy the process of creating this. Like you said, be fully present and don't overcomplicate it, right? Yes. Don't overcomplicate it by listening to everyone else, but find out what you need to do to keep going and find your own way, right? Yeah. It's make it simple. And I love that you said, you know, enjoy the process. Give yourself permission and know in the beginning you are not going to enjoy the process. And I wish someone would have told me that. Like right now I'm writing a book and I've written two books before. And this process is awful. Like my creativity feels so forced and what have you. And the story I'm telling myself right now is, this is way too hard. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this, which I know is not the truth. That's fear. So I would say just know in the beginning, you're not going to like the process. Maybe you will. Maybe you're a lucky one that will love the process, but just keep it simple. 10, 15, 20 minute episodes. Do them really short. Just keep doing, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. And then you will find, you'll really truly find your authentic voice tonality, cadence, I would be my greatest recommendation. And if you're having a little bit of fear for me, I never did video in the beginning at all. Like I could not look at myself or see myself. It just added a whole nother layer to it. So I just would pull up some notes, put them on a Word doc and just speak into that and read from my notes, which helped tremendously in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Just making it simple, seeing what works for you and keep going. So Molly, your podcast is also very linked with your business. What did it do for your business, starting that podcast and growing that podcast and like having 150 episodes on your belt now? Have you gotten new clients or new partnerships or more exposure? Can you tell me more about how, what the podcast did for your business? I love that question because it always causes me to really pause and, and see what it did for my business. So I'd say first and foremost, it increased my confidence 10x. You know, I'm very clear on the value that I bring. So what it did for my business is when I have a conversation with an existing or prospective client or somebody 
in regards to a referral source or a influencer power partner. There's no question about that. I am very passionate about what I do and it's in my bones. And I thank my podcast for that. Absolutely. Secondly, because I record my podcast, I put it out all on social on Tuesdays. We launch a new episode and then I push it out through my database. So my all of people in my database get a copy of that. So it gives me a piece of content to nurture and touch my existing database. That, I would say, it has been the biggest thing. Not about bringing in truckloads of new clients or truckloads of money or what have you, but that is really speaking into the listening of my existing and prospective clients that are in that database and referral sources. That has been wonderful because it's really positioning me as the authority in my industry. So it's helped me to nurture and to remind my existing and my prospective clients that they should be working with me and only me. So it's really helped from the life cycle of a client, the lifetime value of a client, in addition to client retention. And so I think that has really helped. And then the third thing I would say is that it has absolutely helped me with building power partners. So people that are could be strategic alliances in my industry, that they see me as an authority. They'll have me on their podcast. They'll direct their clients to my podcast, which then they reach out and become my clients. And it's really supported me from that place of leverage and optimizing within my referral sources and for an easy way for me to become the expert. Yes. I love this answer, especially number two that you said, client retention yes. over acquiring new clients. I feel like that is not the standard answer, right? That's not usually what people talk about on a podcast where you ask this. They say, oh yeah, tons of new clients. But actually the maybe less sexy, but even more important thing to talk about is client retention. So I love that you that you said that and that that is one way that your podcast supports your business. Yeah, you know, I would say that's to me is one of the most important things because I don't know honestly, if I've gotten a ton of new clients from my podcast per se, maybe, you know, two or three degrees of separation. But if that was my only measuring stick that I was hyper-focused on, I probably would have quit and said, why am I doing this thing? It's not quote unquote, bringing me a ton of new clients. Like every other podcaster says that's happening for them. And if that's your only measuring stick, then you're going to get really stuck in the weeds and maybe quit too soon. So my measuring stick for me is just, I don't even look at my numbers. And I know that's terrible to say, but looking before we came on today, I'm like, oh, I got, you have 21,000 downloads so far. I don't know if that's good. I don't know if it's bad, but the fact that 21,000 people, you know, have or 21,000 episodes have been listening to and downloaded, I'm happy with that. I, I can't say, well, if I was measuring it against how much new business did it bring in and I don't have that answer, then I would probably be frustrated and possibly quit. But it doesn't matter because you enjoy the process so much and you have other wins. Yes, yes. A ton of other wins from referral sources, strategic alliance and existing clients. Exactly. I love that. Great answer. So Molly, what would be a key learning that you had from the podcast or from podcasting for the past three years that you would like to share with our audience today? 
I think the key learning again for me is that if you're going to be in business and you're going to be visible and digital, which in this day and age, you really have to be, everyone's pushing video, 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 reels, TikToks, whatever they are. I would say the key learning is that in this day and age, we do need to be visible and people connect with your energy and your personality. And one of the things my coach always says is you're responsible for the energy you leave in every room. Well, that energy could be a written email, right? Or it can be any type of form of communication, your newsletter, your blog, your piece of social media content, whatever it might be that you are doing to connect with your clients and your referral sources. What better way than for them to hear your tonality, to hear your personality, to hear the stories that you share on your podcast, and for you to be really sharing a piece of you? Because people buy relationships. People buy connection and people buy how you make them, you know, if they feel acknowledged, understood, and they feel seen, they will buy from you versus a person that's, you know, running $10,000 a month at Facebook ads or whatever they're doing of writing all these canned emails that they're buying. However, you are your business and for you to sell your business and to connect with people in a very heartfelt way. I feel like a podcast is the absolute easiest way people can listen. I listen to them while I cook, while I do my laundry, while I walk, while I drive. I mean, even if there's a video component, a lot of times I'm not watching the videos. I just really think it is the best way to connect with human beings. Exactly. It's so powerful if people can hear you. And like you said, they can hear your voice. You have this long form content. You can say whatever you want for as long as you want it. If you want it to be an hour, fine, all good. If you yes. want it to be two hours, also fine. And you can just take as much time as you need to make your point. And it's not like a TikTok video that I don't know what is the limit for a TikTok video, like a minute or a minute and a half or what, what is it? Yes. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't either. <laughs> so yeah, that is awesome. Molly, thank you so much for sharing about your podcast journey with us. I think I had some really good learnings from hearing your story and the transformation that you have gone through your podcast, basically, yes. from a hundred percent because of my, I, honest to God, a hundred percent because of my podcast. Yeah. And I also really love what you shared about the wins that your podcast gave you that are not necessarily monetary wins per se, but more the other wins, like the networking wins, the client retention wins, the expert status that your podcast got you. I think that is really, really good to keep in mind that it's not always about the money. It can bring so much for your business when you keep podcasting for a while and when you don't, don't quit when you don't get the new clients. That is when the real magic happens, I think. If you just keep going, keep going at it and getting better and better and better at it. Oh, yeah. Molly, thank you. Thank you again so much for today, for this interview. Can you share where people can find you and your podcast online? Absolutely. The easiest way is to go to our website, hiringandempowering.com, and you'll see there's a podcast tab. There's a blog. I drop a blog every Thursday, and there's a contact page there as well. So for anyone listening, if you're struggling, if you like anything that I said today, if you would love to just pick my brain, please feel free to reach out to me, and we can hop on a Zoom, and I'd be happy to give back and help in any way I possibly can. Awesome. Thank you so much, Molly. This was awesome. Thank you.
that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guest if you found her tips useful. It's always good to hear that. And don't forget, I'm releasing another episode on Wednesday. These Wednesday apps are really short and quick with a tip that you can implement right away. So I'll see you there. Hey, Podcast Babe. Before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.